Hello and welcome to the Greenville Smart Podcast. I'm your host, Elaine McNamara, the Director of Operations here at the Smart Center in Greenville and the Executive Director of the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. Our podcast is brought to you by Greenville University, the Greenville Chamber of Commerce, the Greenville Smart Center, and our newest sponsor, Bradford National Bank. Bradford National Bank, with locations in Greenville, Highland, and Marine, they are the bank that reinvests back into the communities that they serve. Find them online at bradfordbank.com. And I'd like to welcome back, of course, as always, Deloitte Cole, our producer. Good morning. Thanks for being here. You always make it easier for me. When you're here. Well, that's that's my job. I try my best. <laughs> and co-hosting again today, Breck Nelson. Breck Nelson, the director of All Things Smart in Greenville, owner of Half the Town. And yeah. what's your other title right now? I don't even know, but it's good to be here. Okay. How many that. how many things have you bought this week? Uh, I bought a coffee today. That's about it. Okay, so. well. Wow, it's a slow day for Breck. <laughs> <laughs> and our special guest today... Um, we've had her on here one other time, but there's a new title, Madam President, President Suzanne Davis from Yay. Greenville University. Yay. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. So did you ever think when you were a student at Greenville College that you would one day be the president of Greenville University? Elaine, I don't think that anyone thought when I was a student that I would be the president <laughs> of Greenville University. Uh, those of, uh, you who knew me, uh, I wasn't necessarily the epitome of a Greenville University student when I first came to uh, Greenville University, well, Greenville College at the time as a freshman. And it was uh, a journey that I will never take for granted. It was just an amazing four years. And uh, my whole life was actually transformed here. So I never would have anticipated being a president of the institution as a student. But I will say it was such a meaningful time for me that looking back, it kind of makes sense. So would you say you came came here and, and were totally transformed in those first four years? Or did it take coming back and working here and... You know, it really was transformative. I had a story where uh, my brothers were dying of genetic disease. My dad was dying of cancer. It was just a really tough time. Yeah. And uh, my freshman year was rough. And there's a lot of uh, dirt that people could drag up from my freshman year. But <laughs> after that, uh, my sophomore year, I really started dealing with some of life's toughest questions about why is there suffering and how can there still be a good God in the midst of so much suffering that we experience. And so as I drove to Barnes Jewish Hospital every night to visit my brother who was dying, young man dying of a neuromuscular disease, uh, I will say that that was a spiritual moment of uh, what's life about. And I started putting it together my sophomore year through my senior year. So I will say that pretty much my whole direction in life changed course uh, my sophomore, junior year of college here at Greenville University. Wow. Because it could have gone a whole different direction. I mean, easily when you have things like that happen in your life. A lot of people just completely fall apart and they lose all faith, but it strengthened your faith. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I had given up on any semblance of faith. I was a raving atheist when I came to Greenville College. Uh, I was wild by every sense of the word, word, just 
you know, not uh, caring too much um, about many things other than myself and that kind of thing. So it was transformative and uh, it actually helped me get my life together. I'm not sure where I would be without the people who poured into me as a college student. I, we're hearing that, you know, a lot. And as I get to meet more students and, and uh, graduates, I've heard that a lot. What? Okay, so if you had that mindset when you were a freshman, why did you come to Greenville? You know, it's a great question. Uh, I had a Division One track scholarship okay. fall through at the last minute. Uh, and so I didn't know where I was going to attend. And actually, Coach Patton, who oh. was track coach back then and is still here today, called me incessantly. If you know Coach Patton, a little shout out here. He's a little bit... Yeah, excessive. Just a little little bit. (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit. He's over the top, but he is just a great person. And (laughs) I really ended up having a a good relationship with him just over the phone. And so I decided I would at least come and check it out. And then it didn't hurt that my parents said that I needed to get my life together. So they were only going to help fund an education that might have a chance of helping me get my life together. And so they saw that Mm. here and I was uh, smart enough to not want to foot the bill. And so (laughs) we uh, chose Greenville and uh, it was a great uh, experience. I had running track for a couple of years and I ended up playing volleyball. So I came for all the wrong reasons, really. But, but my whole life was changed. Your whole life was changed. You got a new mindset. You you met the first man of Greenville. I did. I did. The first dude is what I think he's going by now. Yeah. Phil is amazing. He was the opposite. He was just model Greenville college servant kind of guy. And he... Um, yeah, met him playing volleyball. We played club volleyball. He was on the men's team. I was on the women's team at the time. So we would go to different cities throughout the winter months and played volleyball. That's amazing. Yep. See, you never know. You never know never where know. life is going to take you. And and I, and- I just saw Phil the other day sitting out at the under the tent talking to a student. I mean, so he's, he's still involved. being that servant. Yeah. He has some some people don't change. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's, it's, that's good. And, so Phil's like yeah. Mr. Popularity. He, everyone loves Phil, right? And yeah. and I'm more of like an acquired taste. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an interesting cop. Good cop, bad cop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh, Suzanne, you uh, your education didn't stop with Greenville. What no. happened after graduation? No. So I had always uh, planned on going to law school, and so I graduated with philosophy, religion history, political science, two degrees from Greenville, and with always the intent to go to law school. And so I I mentioned that my family was still having medical issues. I had intended to go to the University of Michigan, had that lined up. But then with all the things going on, um, I wanted to stay closer to family. And so it ended up at the University of Illinois, which I'm so thankful for because Uh, The University of Illinois was a really great hands-on program, a lot of great professors there, um, and uh, really just very personable, um, very uh, accessible. And so I'm very glad I I stayed in Illinois. And so I went there for law, and then I also got my MBA from the University of Illinois. So very proud alum of both Greenville University and the University of Illinois. Well, then what brought you back here? Yeah, so I was 
practicing law in Tuscola, Illinois, and ended up uh, teaching law at Eastern Illinois University and had intentions of becoming a circuit judge. Long story on that, but my mentoring attorney and I had been talking about that and randomly came to an agape concert with my daughters and they were in the youth ministry with Phil was the youth minister at the time. And we went to a concert and one of my professors, Richard Houston, was at the concert and said, would you ever consider coming back to your alma mater to teach? And he said that Dr. Ivan Philby had just left actually to go take a position in California and they needed someone to uh, be business faculty. And so I said, well, I actually am getting out of teaching. I'm going to go back and do more with the, my law degree. And, and, uh, but I'll, you know, pray for it. It was kind of a courtesy nod to a professor I really sure. loved when I was here. And the more I prayed about it, the more I, I just couldn't let it go. And so I asked my mentoring attorney that was the judge in the county what he thought. And he said, you know, Suzanne, as much as you'd be a great judge, He's like, there's just so much more you could do with young lives in education. And so I couldn't believe he said that and wow. decided to go ahead and interview. And within the next week or two, I had made a decision to come back to my alma mater and ended up in administration as general counsel. Uh, and so kind of ended up more in administration than I had intended when I first came. So that's amazing. So just that one conversation changed the whole changed course of your, your life, life again and the course yeah. of the university's life. Sure. Yeah. We, I guess for better, for worse, you owe it to Richard Houston for <laughs> having a conversation <laughs> at Agape. I, I don't think I realized that before. I don't know if we well, talked about that. Just think what this podcast is going to do next. Wow. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> for this sure. conversation right now could yeah. be changing her life again. Oh, Hopefully gosh. for the better. <laughs> but uh, Suzanne, you're not only the president, you're actually the first female president. Now, that's a big deal. <laughs> You know, I mean, maybe it is like, I, I don't think about it that way, but I right. think well, that it's important because the institution has been all about female leadership yeah. as a free Methodist institution. So I do think it's important. I believe it's important. And, you know, it started off as an all girls school yeah, uh, with male leadership up until now. And I think it's a great turning point for the university. Um, and well, I could say more, but I won't. Oh. So. <laughs> it's a we, turning we in the right direction. We tried to talk about what we wouldn't ask or wouldn't right. say no. before we started. Uh, I thought of something funny, but it might not be appropriate. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll Save it for the after show. Yeah, um, <laughs> so, yeah, well, the thing is, not only is she the first female president, but you are the only president to come in and take over at a time like oh my this, really. Yeah, global pandemic. Let's just go with let's that just, to start. Let's go with it. I promised Deloitte wouldn't all be about COVID. But, but it's, an, it's, I mean, boom, right in the middle of it. You're like, okay. Well, don't you? I think that Suzanne likes a challenge. So why she, not start yeah, your presidency the, with a huge well, with challenge? With not knowing and what not is just, going to happen. Yeah. Not only is it COVID, but it's also higher ed. It's being no, kind yeah. of redeveloped. Holy cow. It was already. Mix. It was already in turmoil. Yeah. yeah. 
what do you okay what do you do you got i mean really you're you're in the middle of this you're having to figure out how are we going to continue the semester how are we going to start the next year what are we going to do to keep students coming what was going on in your head when all this happened Wow, yeah. Now that you put it that way, it sounds a little crazy. <laughs> well, <laughs> now that you put it that way. But I, I, you know, I guess I've been given the gift of, of not being afraid. I, I know it sounds maybe trivial. That's probably right with you. Yeah. I just, for better, for worse, again, I just look at uh, challenges as opportunities for Christians to rise up and be salt and light in yeah. a time where there's a lot of fear. And um, I've always seen that as my calling. I was, I, I think it's more from my situation growing up that I knew that life is a mist and what you do with it, with the time that you have is very important. And I grew up in crisis. I mean, so it wasn't yeah, just that true. my family members died. It was actually, they had seizures and strokes right. from the time they were junior high age. And I was eight years old at the time. So they were constantly in ICU with pretty traumatic uh, medical experiences. And so I think what that helped me see, even as a young person, was you put one foot in front of another, you trust that God knows something more than you do. And there's a bigger picture out there that you don't see through the fog. Right. And the more that you continue to just walk step by step in that, you will see the amazing way that the Lord will work in yourself and in those around you. And I think that that must be why I came to Greenville University for such a time as Maybe. this, because yeah. it is more of a attitude and a discipline. Uh, maybe then just what you know and what you're trained for. I, I think it's 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 um the quality of when crisis happens, you don't hang your head and and hide from it. You you say, all right, what you got, that means we have to do something different, and that's pretty much how I've noticed that you operate. Okay. Well, yeah. what can we do? Here's and, our options. And I'm willing to be wrong. You know, I think what? another thing that you find in that is that you just don't know some things. And so you yeah. have to live in not knowing and you have to adapt to whatever that next thing is. Global I, pandemic one day, but the part, fall of traditional higher yeah. ed another, I don't know. <laughs> but, but part of it is, in the not knowing, you know, one of our taglines here is innovation through connection and collaboration. Mm -hmm. Suzanne, you, you're, you know how to connect and to collaborate. Uh, and, and that's what's re-energizing Greenville University to where we're going to go for the next 127 well, years. Let's talk about that. What we're doing, and sorry, Deloitte, this is COVID-related, but... <laughs> We're one of the only, was it two campuses that are doing what we're doing with testing because of connection and collaboration? Do you want to? Yeah. Some people so don't know what I we're believe doing. In, so, I, so just to back up a little, I do believe wholeheartedly in connection and collaboration. I think it's what makes us unique because mm -hmm. you actually recognize your own strengths and then some of the areas where you could be stronger if you connect to other entities, other people. And I think that's very scriptural, like the sure. body of Christ. Like I think it's very, um, yeah, I think it, it's, it's the way things work. And so as a lawyer, 
I always think in terms of who could we be connecting with that mm-hmm. might have something that we could add value to and that they could add value to us. And so whenever the global pandemic came around, I knew we weren't 100% ready to deal with this issue. And so way back in April, May, I decided some of the top research that I know uh, goes on at the University of Illinois for the state. And so I'll just see if their president will take a call from me as a new president and uh, alum of the University of Illinois. And President Colleen was gracious enough to not just take one call, but we continued to talk about every couple weeks in May and June. And so when they came up with a testing model and I asked if I could be a part of it because we're a smaller university in a smaller county and and population thought it might be interesting what we could learn from them and they could learn from us. And so we've had a great relationship with them uh, ever since. And we launched testing and I believe it's just us and the University of Illinois. Of course, they're two satellite campuses of the UIS and UIC, but uh, the main campus is where we uh, have connected with UIUC and their lab there for our COVID testing program. Can you give us an update on where we are with our testing? And uh, well, maybe so, some of our listeners might not know exactly what that is. Should oh, the we protocol? tell them? Sure. Yeah. So do you want to explain what, what, because it, it's different from other testing. Because when people hear, I know when I say, well, I'm tested twice a week, they're like, oh, yikes, because it's not the same kind of testing. But no, no, it's saliva testing. So it's actually very easy to do. It it takes literally 30 seconds to get through the line if you can salivate well. That's an issue for some people. But assuming that you salivate well, you just uh, drool, if you will, into a test tube. And you're done within 30 seconds, goes off to the University of Illinois. And uh, assuming that everything is running properly, which there's been a few kinks along the way, but for the most part, you get results within 12 hours. And so we are informed of our test results within a day. Yeah. And so what were you saying then? How, what's the update on? Well, I just noticed the other day, we only have two active cases right now mm-hmm. on yeah, campus, which well. is amazing. And I guess over we've done over 5,000 tests, right? Yeah, Something yeah, we've like done that. over 5,000 tests now. And we are actually doing really well on all of the epidemiological models. You see when students and everybody converges back on campus, that's when you see the most. So we did you know, have a few cases at the beginning that were then contact traced to where we had over 35 uh, individuals contact traced uh, students in dorms and things. So you had isolation, you had quarantine, we were balancing all those things. But now our cases are not related. There were only two last week out of an entire week of testing one uh, that was completely unrelated, both of them completely unrelated. They were in other places, so not to the campus activity. So that basically means we've crushed it. Like we have essentially crushed the uh, COVID uh, spread on our campus right now. So that's really big news. In fact, I think it's just like us in New Zealand who have had (laughs) the type of results (laughs) that that we've seen here. But of course, we're a little bit smaller, controlled 
uh, environment. But I definitely I've I've seen uh, some of the Facebook comments, and definitely it's been a concern in the community. I think that when all the college kids came back, that oh, that yeah. it would spread. And so I think it's important that the community knows that our numbers are very low. Right. Yeah, eleven to be like, precise that were positive in primarily asymptomatic cases. That so that includes all employees, students. And like you said, we've run over 5,000 tests now. I'd have to look at all of the current numbers, but we have all our results and back. From have we week. had any in any hospitalized? No, no. That's fantastic. That's great news. And then we've also got something else new. And I, I don't. Is it COVID related? We talked about this, Deloitte. That we have a new health oh, clinic. Yeah. Clinic, yeah. yeah. Sure. That was not related. I didn't interestingly. think so. I thought. Yeah, that was kind of in the works before, wasn't it? It was. In fact, going back to this connection, collaboration right. um, kind of mindset, we knew there was a need for students and um, especially international and students who weren't from this area to establish primary care physicians was very difficult. So we had a lot of students going to the emergency room, which is not the most effective way yeah. uh, to deal with basic health needs. And so... Uh, that was based on some student satisfaction surveys that we needed easier access to healthcare in certain populations. And so we worked with HSHS. Uh, this actually started a couple years ago and, um, but just ended up putting it all together with the fee structure to be able to have, um, the health clinic on campus now that just opened up. So that's been phenomenal. The partnership with HSHS. Uh, has been great in terms of they've also helped us with supply chain for the COVID testing to get test tubes and all the things you need to run this operation. And also just a huge shout out to the Illinois Department of Public Health, Vaughn County Public Health, as they've been very instrumental in that as well. So all of those partnerships working together on our campus have been phenomenal. That's kind of what it's all about. Like like we said, like the collaboration has just been really working to our benefit, and that's fantastic. What else do you see on the horizon? Do you have other initiatives that, um, I don't know, that Deloitte and I might not know about? Maybe you and Breck know, and we... <laughs> We don't know. <laughs> yeah, what have we left you out of the loop on? I'm not sure. No, I um, don't know. I'm sure Breck's got something going on, doesn't he? Oh, there's always something <laughs> brewing. But yeah, you know, back in this connection and collaboration, it's not just a university. It's so cool because we're, sure. we're connecting students. You know, with, we have the Smart Center and these Smart oh, Initiatives, yeah. and yeah. it's a way for them to get. I was just with a group of them this this morning at mm-hmm. 7:30 in the morning, and they were collaborating on a possible project downtown greenville here again nice um so it's neat to to bring the students up with that too um get that in their mindset uh um so it, it's all the way through the organization from the mm-hmm. leadership yeah. all the way down to the freshman the class yeah. coming in yeah they're you know partnering up with businesses in town to uh get work mm-hmm. and um in some cases we had people step up for housing some of our students yeah. when uh they needed it because our international students couldn't go home um People stepped up yep. and really helped out. Did. That's pretty amazing. No, that's been part of it. Probably one of the things I'm most proud of here recently, we received a award for our senior skip day idea and the aging um, and isolation partnership that we made. And so one of our experienced first teams really worked hard on that last semester. And I'm glad to see that recognition for that. Yeah, that was uh, pretty amazing to see. That's that's a really great idea. It was a Daenerys Moore that was uh, heading up that 
project. Absolutely. She's done a great job with those partnerships yeah. with not just businesses like here in the Smart Center, mm -hmm. but also organizations across town. Yeah. Yep, that's been fantastic. So, and, and I think, um, there's a possibility for, for more of those, um, projects to become somewhat of a, a phenomenon across the country. Well, not only that, but we're, we're getting pretty serious about this. We have a new experience institute. Mm -hmm. We're taking oh, part of the library a bit about and, that. and renovating. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's really exciting. It really, as Breck said, puts a stake in the ground for what we're about, innovating through connection and collaboration. And obviously with our 128-year-old mission of uh, Christ-like character and service, so instilling character and service in all of our students. So that really is what the Experience Institute is about. It's creating more opportunities for high-impact experiential learning where students are going out and doing things and then learning about that experience, reflecting on it as they do it and getting more intentional about that hands-on learning experience. Mm -hmm. And then also getting more intentional about mentorship and connections outside sure. of the university in terms of, you know, what is it that will get you into your next uh, stage of life? That job connection, right. understanding vocation and those who have gone before you who really look back to Greenville University as a place where you find students of high character with a propensity to serve others more above themselves. Well, you're living proof of that. You know, even if they come in where they're a little lost, they yeah. change, they, yeah. they get the connections. And we've got a great alumni uh, network to work with. I know that a lot of them have reached out and um, really very willing to um, connect with students and uh, talk to, you know, prospective students too. And wherever, you know, in different regions of the country, we've had a lot of people that have been starting some of those conversations. It's unreal where you run into Greenville University grads. <laughs> I mean, they're all over in really amazing jobs and careers and, and positions across the country. And so, that's what we want to share with our students is this is part of something bigger than oh, yeah. you that has just a huge connection base that are just salt and light type yeah. people. And you would expect, you know, a, a lot of that from a larger institution, this little this, place, you know, yeah, I, I don't want to say small. I mean, it is a small, you know, area, but um, big things coming out of a small a small college. It's not only that. We're also proactively seeking a type of student. Sure. You want to speak a little bit to some of the scholarships that we have now and what we're, who we're looking for? And yeah. So we got really intentional about scholarship dollars. Obviously, a lot of scholarships in uh, education. And we believe that there are students who are often potentially overlooked in the scholarship model that exists in the United mm -hmm. States, where it is primarily based on your GPA and standardized test scores. So that was another thing that changed in higher ed here yeah. recently is a lot of those standardized tests couldn't even be taken. But long before that was an issue, we realized that there are certain students and actually certain zip codes that yeah. tend to do better on standardized tests and, and also GPA. And so we wanted to make sure that we we're attracting the student based on who they are holistically, not just based on that. Obviously, test scores and GPA are indicative of 
of past performance and, and potentially future success in, in college. However, we believe that when we look at things like uh, long-term uh, determination towards a goal, you know, towards uh, a long-term goal, mm -hmm. students who exhibit those kinds of things or yeah. students who are exhibiting uh, high character and service in high school, maybe in the ways that they're participating in their high schools or in their junior colleges, or maybe it's even like a story of taking care of siblings or having a disability and overcoming um, all of these challenges. And so we have students submit an essay and a video for some of our top scholarships. We have them uh, called Panther Scholars, a program for students, as well as a mosaic scholarship program, a women in leadership program, oh, wow. and, uh, and then also a McAllister's program for more research-based uh, projects. But all of these uh, scholarships that are fairly hefty dollar amounts uh, are going towards students who in those videos and in those essays, they exhibit the things that, that we're looking for that make a Greenville university grad great. And it's that character and propensity for service. And so that's been really rewarding to see how students, I, they want to identify more with those things than just a test score and GPA. They, they like putting that holistic view of themselves forward as they even apply uh, to Greenville. Yeah, and I, I know we had a we had a meeting or a presentation. I guess it was last year with some of those uh, Panther scholars, and just the way they talked about the programs they were in, and it I teared up on one of them. The young lady talking about, I guess, I think it was a class she had with you, Breck. I. I, uh, I taught a freshman class last year that yeah. I, what I love about these students is just the tenacity that they have. Sure. And, and I think we call it grit factor yep. here. It, it's changed the, the, the feel on campus. Um, and it's just really invigorating to, to walk around and, and bump into these students and to, to yeah. talk. They have some great, you know, great stories of where mm -hmm. they come from and, or how they've changed. And, um, um, just some of the things they've been involved with on campus is pretty innovative and very cool. How many um, Panther Prefer students uh, do we get each? Is there a certain amount? Do we? Yeah, so we cut it off at 80 typically. So it's a big group. That's a big group. And it is a scholarship that students need to apply early, you know, because we, we do fill them up as we get those applications in. Um, but there's also other, like I said, scholarships, leadership type scholarships available. But I would say, you know, of these large scholarships, about a hundred a year that we are looking to bring in. That's amazing. That's great to have. And yeah, a lot of people probably don't know about that, but I think, um, yeah, it's something to look into if you've got a student that you think this might be just for them, like Suzanne's parents thought for her. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that I would have gotten the Panther <laughs> Scholars. Now that I think about it, well, luckily you had other you had other options, but <laughs> that's right. How it worked and out? Let's see about getting her freshman year uh, roommate on for the next podcast. Oh, that would that? be good. Oh, we can call no. it stories about Suzanne. You could yeah. bring in certain professors. Oh, oh really? you could tell that's those stories, an idea. Can you give bad. us a list? Maybe no. We'll get, no. We'll, we'll find out. We'll no. we'll make it oh, a, yeah. a whole different series. Uh, I have, we have our ways. <laughs> So well, we, I do have one question. Yeah. I've been hearing about the sand volleyball court. That's what I was going to ask about. Really? Yeah. So go wow. ahead. We're never on the same page. <laughs> um, anyway, so what is with the sand volleyball court? 
well, so there were several projects this summer that really were for the students based on their feedback. And one of them was the sand volleyball court. The students had requested that for quite some time. And in that location, which is in, in the midst of all the dorms there. And uh, what's special about that project and, and sad is one of our amazing students, Allison Grabowski, uh, passed away in a tragic car accident. And the volleyball team that she was on helped raise money. The men's and women's volleyball team actually helped raise money for that court. So it's named in, in her honor. Uh, but it was something that the not just the volleyball students, but students across campus had petitioned uh, for that they really wanted. And so it's a really special place. Um, and then there's also some other spaces on campus, uh, a new workout facility that's on campus for oh. students uh, that they also had requested. And we're really trying to pay uh, more attention to student needs and what they're saying they want, which is part of the reason even for the investment in the smart center and the town square, the experience Institute, because what students are saying is they want more of these experiences mm -hmm. where they, where they can leave here with not just a degree, but also with a resume of the projects that right. they've done and a connection base to people who can help mentor them to get them uh, where they want to go. And so all of these things are meant to exhibit the students, first mentality and um, not just about what their needs are, but also uh, what we know that they're going to need um, as they, as they leave this place. Well, yeah. What I love about some of the innovation we're doing is a lot of universities have gone all digital and, and online learning. And, and we are doing that, doing that well, but we've really doubled down on the ex in-person experience here, which you can't have online, which is why we did the COVID testing and, and we're improving facilities and mm -hmm. we're trying to bring these students here because um, there's so much more that that happens outside the classroom as well as inside the classroom. It's those relationships that develop, mm -hmm. um, which is changes lives. Well, yeah. I just talked to a student yesterday, actually a 44-year-old student who came from California and she interviewed me for a papyrus article and she just did a phenomenal job. And, and what she talked about was the community that she found here that she literally could not find anywhere else. She, I and mean, she'd seen a lot of life and, and she even says, you know, she knows that she's bringing something back to yes, the community definitely. as she sits in classes with usually students who are a lot younger than her and providing that life experience and depth to the conversation. She knows that not only is this community serving her, but she's serving the community with her unique strengths. And so she was just dying to, to be back here. And I just, I think that's what it is. I mean, she, she said it and I had to say it too there is something special of God in this place. Mm -hmm. And she was, um, it was obvious to her and, uh, she found Jesus here just like I did. Wow. Shameless but, plug. Be sure to check out papyrus.greenville.edu. There I, will be an article up about president Suzanne Davis. I'm sure in the next week, pretty by cool. Francis. So I think we need to get her in here as a guest as well. Oh, that would she's be, great. Yeah. yeah, she's great. Yeah, she would be excellent. That, that's great to hear. And that's just the thing, you know, people think about going to 
you know, college that's just young people. No, it's for everyone. Yeah. She's a it's, photographer, artist, digital oh, wow. media. Yeah, she's, she's got a great story. She came all the way from California. Wow. To yeah. A little town let's, in Illinois. Let's get on that one. That one and Suzanne's roommate. We've got to make it a list. Oh, okay. man. Oh. <laughs> Sounds good. So my roommate yeah. works at the institution. Oh, sweet. Harry Ackerman, you might. Oh, know yes. oh, well. And she does great things in social work. Can, we, with can we maybe get some ex-boyfriends? She was actually too? on my no. list already. No ex-boyfriends? No. We'll talk to Carrie about yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. She was already on the list. So we're going to make that happen. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, we had... Um, we had Kenzie in here from the, the, the student body president, actually, and she told us that students couldn't wait to get back here. So it's, it's glad we're, we're grateful and they're so grateful that you and your team could make it all a possibility because other colleges couldn't. Yeah. So. Other colleges, I mean, either we're opening and don't know what's happening right. with their COVID cases or are not opening and doing more online, which is not necessarily what the students want, especially our students with True. the community aspect. So it's a tough deal. I mean, I, I, I don't envy um, college presidents across the nation. Actually, it's a very tough time. We've been very fortunate, very blessed to be able to have these great partnerships with the university of Illinois with local health officials and uh, the hospital. It's, it's, it's made all of it seem like a team effort, not just going it alone. And, and I think the testing's just become like, okay, I'm going to get tested. You know, it's just yeah. become normal. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's very normal. And it's, it's not as weird as having a cotton no. stuck up your nose. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. I couldn't do yeah, twice a, a week. Not a I big don't, deal. I don't think. But, uh, well, we want to thank you for joining us. This is your second visit to the Greenville Smart Podcast. Hopefully it was your, it's more enjoyable every time because we will have That's you great. back again when you're a circuit judge and or the president of the United States. <laughs> One we, of those two. Uh, we think that's going to happen. You're still young. It could happen. We don't know. You We're, never know. No, it could, all it takes is a conversation and uh, she right. could Why? be... You know, this could be it. This could be this. <laughs> yeah, this could be the one. But thank you so much for joining us. Uh, keep doing what you do. Um, you're making it all possible for all of us to be here. So that's awesome. We love it. <laughs> Thanks, and, Elaine. And hopefully, we'll uh, we'll see more things come out of connection and collaboration. Thanks again, um, Breck, for being here. Yeah. As always, uh, mm -hmm. when you can be, I know no, because you're busy. Yeah. You know. Creating the town of Nelson and uh, <laughs> Breckenridge. That's right. Breckenridge. I like that too. That works. And Deloy, of course, thank you as always it's for the highlight uh, of my week. Well, <laughs> as it is mine. <laughs> and thank all of you for listening and tuning in to the Greenville Smart Podcast. We hope you'll tune in again. And just a reminder too, once again, our sponsors are the Greenville, uh, Green Greenville Chamber of Commerce, Greenville University, Greenville Smart. Contact us for office space, event space, or anything else creative that you might think would fit with Greenville Smart. Find us online, greenvillesmart.com. Follow us on Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. And thanks again to Bradford National Bank. Have a great day, everyone. We'll talk to you again next time.